welcome to another episode of Control Alt Speak, the podcast from Bespoke Computing. Uh, I think I can safely say the only IT company podcast in the county, um, which is nice. And today I'm joined by Roger Wilson, who is a local chair for Vistage. Hi, Roger. Hi, good to be here. Good. I guess it's a bit weird because we've been talking for the last couple of hours already. <laughs> How, how's it going? How are things with you? Fine, fine. Nothing's really changed in the last couple of hours. Um... Right. That's good to hear. <laughs> That's good to hear. So some people will know about Vistage. Um, not everybody will. I don't think I'd heard about, I hadn't heard about Vistage until we first met at that Chamber of Commerce breakfast two years ago. For the audience, what's it about? Yeah, yeah, it's really interesting because it is a kind of a secret somehow. I'm not quite sure why. I think when people get to know about it, they actually want to keep it to themselves so they don't talk too much about it. But Vistage is... that like Fight Club? Like Fight Club? The first like rule Fight... of Fight Club is not to talk about Fight oh, is Club. That right, okay. I've never heard of that. Either. And the second rule of Fight Club is not to talk about Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's obviously the same for Vistage. Um, I, uh, uh, Vistage is pretty straightforward. It's where a bunch of people get together to help themselves. And the, we all know the power of the kind of the group, people people yep. supporting each other. And so MD CEOs get together on a regular basis and meet and, and help themselves. Um, and I make that happen in the sense only of bringing these people together. And it's fun. Mm. I mean, actually... Uh, oh, it is. Yeah. What, what a great way to get... get paid a bit um, but actually have fun at the same time so I uh, I love it it's great yeah no it, I think it is good fun and of as as a member of one of the groups that you run the just I think the thing for me has been the variety of the people that are around the table yeah and that common denominator we're all in business but yep. there's just a completely different walk of life all of us have had absolutely absolutely um, and, and, and yeah different characters i mean they are from different businesses and different uh, types of people but it, yeah it, it's what makes it kind of fun in a way because people can lobby with kind of whole different insights and ideas that you think oh where did that yeah. come from uh, but yeah we've got a real real mix um and uh our latest one directly out of education running a school yeah so that's interesting different to business but on the other hand you can see how there's a connection there, and it's interesting to. See what yeah, well, I guess I guess a lot, a lot of people don't appreciate that schools are businesses too, and obviously we both have connections with with two of the local colleges from yeah. from a governance from yeah. a corporation point Absolutely. of view, yeah. and actually, so we we get that appreciation, yeah. but yeah, these schools, colleges, they are businesses. They have got costs. They have got to make money. Yeah just because okay their money might come from the states in some instances they're still they're still a business they still are got a business a... absolutely which is why you know the title is principal stroke ceo because they are a yeah. ceo of that business for example yeah but i mean and, and yeah what, what's really interesting is is that um everybody around the table even though they're doing really different things and like the headmaster that's at the school yeah they're all leaders, and it's leading that's the combination, the, the, mm. the, the, um, the overriding factor, because you all have the same issues. It's going to be about people, it is about finance, it is about marketing, it is about yeah. all those things apply, whatever you do. Time, people, and money. Yeah, always, absolutely. Always time, absolutely. people, and money. Mm. So obviously we're recording this, what are we, halfway through second lockdown? Yeah. <laughs> how's, how's, well, <laughs> how's that working out for you? It's strange, because on the one hand, it seems a softer lockdown yeah. 
because the first one everything stopped but now the schools are running and all and, and it seems really busy out on the roads yeah and so you think we're well, soft to lockdown this should really shouldn't be as bad and some days i get up and i feel this isn't as bad at all actually mm. things feel fairly normal yeah however i'm really starting to hear people say i don't know this one's this one's a bit harder because i think it's the second one and the kind of did we have a novelty period when it all was in lockdown now we've had it for a whole number of months now it's getting a bit more the norm and it's getting a bit kind of tiring in that regard but interesting i think we have to learn to live with it and actually mm. kind of make positives out of it and yeah. you know you do stuff so i i absolutely get out in the fresh air every weekend and i'm doing the shops away yeah climbing all over those hills and now yeah. it was great in summer and now i get wet <laughs> uh, but you know uh, but i think that's what you've got to make a, a positive part of it and i, I do mm. believe as you say, middle of November, we're heading for Christmas, and I think everyone will have a good Christmas one way or another because you're going to make sure yeah. you do have a good Christmas. I think, I think the, probably picking that keyword out is mindset, and whether we're talking about lockdown or whether we're talking about business or whether we're talking about life in general, yeah. it is mindset. It is what you make of it. Keeping positive. Absolutely, and yeah, some people are having a really tough time, and their mindset's going to be in a different place yep. to somebody else, yep. and. We're, there's plenty of memes on LinkedIn at the moment about how we're all going through we're all on different boats but yeah. we're all going through the same storm and absolutely yeah and you learn to live with the ups and downs I, I find that more myself in the I can have a day where I'm feeling a bit more dejected but then on the other hand the following day I'm feeling hey you know there's people that are positive yeah. out of this I'm really good yeah. um and you you just survive and thrive off those kind yeah. of positive days and there's some graph. there's some really good stuff going out gone out going on out there it's yep. just that sometimes you have to look a little bit for it yep no absolutely mm. absolutely um, mm. but the pubs might open in december so that's going to be good <laughs> <laughs> really the pubs so. might open yeah, yeah well let's 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 hope they do yeah I know. so obviously what we've talked about around vistage and the groups is this the fact that we've got groups of people and we obviously well people won't know that we come together once a month mm -hmm. and we haven't had been able to do that in the pub or even properly around no. around the boardroom setting because of lockdown how's that effect how do you do you think that's impacted the effectiveness do you think we've got more or less i know i i'm i had video video fatigue week sure. one yeah I think it's as a lifestyle art swings and roundabouts, I guess, at the end of the day. It, there's definitely a downside that you're not all together in the room. And I know that that's the case because when we had lockdown from March through till July, hmm. when we said, look, we can go back and actually meet physically, and I asked the yeah. question to people, do you want to yeah. do that? Every hand went up. Absolutely, yeah. you want to get in the room. So August, yeah. September, October, we were back in the room. So people like to be in the room. Having said all of that, we're all time poor we like to get stuff done there's a huge amount to get done even now perhaps mm. even more so in covid so the idea that you don't have to jump in your car and actually drive somewhere oh, you know i miss the audible I'm, I'm not actually keeping up with my audible credits at the moment because <laughs> i'm just not buying them because i'm not sitting in the car going through hours and hours yeah. but uh so we don't have to travel and we save the planet to a certain extent and yeah. I, I you know a bit of that will carry over i'm sure in the future but in general People are, you know, the human part of interaction and being in the same room and seeing the body language and having the chats yeah. in the breaks and all those kind yeah. of things, we're kind of missing that. So I'll be glad when we can get back. Yeah, to do that. well, it's it's 
in our world, it's it's conference season at the moment, um, and I think uh, Kaspersky had their conference either last week or this. Uh, Storagecraft have got their conference, three three day conference or three afternoons. These are all virtual. These now, and they've moved them all. They've moved them all to virtual. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think WatchGuard have, have done it as well. So right. lots of different vendors have had all their com- partner conferencing yeah. and everything, and it's all been virtual. And for me, and so one of the guys, one of my guys sat on one of those conferences and it was very much um, the vendors on the screen shouting, we are great, we are great, we are great, we are great, we are great. And click, click. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, I've gone to vendor conferences for as as long as, Mm. as I can remember. And yeah, you do get value from that interaction with the vendor, from the talking and all yeah. the rest of it. But the real value, yeah. the real value, is the networking yep. with your peers. Absolutely. And I've I've learned more with a glass of wine yeah. or a pint of beer in my hand, talking yep. to another IT sure. business owner yep. at a conference than from a whole. Absolutely, from, from couldn't agree more. And, and you know what happens if, if you're, I don't know, the ones that are NEC and sometimes you have to get bus to the car park and all that kind of nonsense. Mm. You sit down next to somebody there, okay, you're in the same kind of industry, but you really have yeah. no idea who they are. Yeah. And you start a conversation and there's always a connection in terms of, like, oh, yeah. right, oh, that's it. Next yeah. thing you know, you're swapping cars and saying, I should have a chat with you. Yes. Absolutely, couldn't agree more. And all that is being missed. And actually, mm. some, uh, I mean, one of the Vistage members, actually, that's really how they get all their connections by going to those conferences meeting those people yeah and and the you know the big question the other week was how do i substitute for that because i can't i can't, can't there isn't the virtual bar yeah. just to hang around with and bump into somebody yeah. i don't know well there, there, <laughs> there's there's some linkedin banter going on at the moment from the the storage craft conference this week and um three of the guys they've got big big bushy beards and so they've got a linkedin vote going on who's got the best beard <laughs> right, um okay. And you've got to have a bit of fun with all of this. I mean, yeah. that's the problem, I guess, again, doing anything online. We tend to be a bit more serious, get the business done, say farewell, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. There isn't that social hanging about and having a bit. So you've got to yeah. make it happen in a way. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, the best we had the other with one was um, you had to suddenly write I mean, no notice. Uh, please, can you bring. Um, your pet or a stuffed toy to the Zoom camera so we can see what you've <laughs> I remember so that. Dogs and cats yeah. and bears. And, yeah. I mean, teddy bears, I guess. <laughs> I, rem- I remember we did we did that and I, mean, I think you can see the, the inflatable across the office. Oh, yeah, I, think, I think that made an appearance. <laughs> and people might be wondering, why have we got inflatables in the office? Well, <laughs> but have some fun. Oh, yeah, that's... absolutely. And then we took that to a team meeting as well. So oh, this was in the middle of middle of lockdown. So it was a team's meeting. Yeah. Everybody's on there. Right, guys, you need to go and get a cuddly toy, a yeah. fork, and something yeah. else. Yeah. Go. Yeah. And it was just hilarious. And we are a bit, we're British, so we tend to be a bit reserved on that kind of stuff. I've mm. noticed that because I've been on a couple of American ones where they're much more uh, I mean, open about that kind of thing. Whereas I think the British are a bit more reserved. But anyway, I, I did see one the other day where they had to you know, wear the ridiculous shirt and all that kind of stuff. Oh, we've, done, like, we've done Hawaiian shirt day. Ah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've done, oh, um, yeah, we've done Hawaiian shirt day. And then uh, have we told you about the elf day? 
Oh, yeah. What, is this you? You were Chief Elf? So, I'm going to be Boss Elf, dressed up as an elf. I'm not sure when this recording's going out in relation to when we're doing this, right. but it's um, raising money for Alzheimer's. Excellent. And what we've said is that somebody, me, has got to dress up as an elf, and every £50 raised over 100 they're going to get me to do stupid tasks. Uh-oh. <laughs> and it was worse than that because they're going to invite the people that donate the money to suggest the challenges and the tasks oh, that Lord. I have to do. Oh my goodness! You know, really self info. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. So, yeah, to everybody listening, you need to put your hand in your pocket to make me look like a muppet. Great. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Some good videos after that. Thanks, yeah, oh, okay. it's marketing gold, isn't it? <laughs> good. Well, at least I can't make you, I don't know, run naked down the street because you've got to be dressed as an elf. So that's one thing that you avoided. Uh, that's a positive, doing. isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's a positive, Roger. Nobody needs to see me naked. No. <laughs> I don't know how we got onto that. No, exactly. Okay. Going back to... Uh... <laughs> I don't know. Should we talk about mindset, perhaps? So we touched on mindset. Obviously, that was that was around COVID. Yeah. Um, but... Actually, let's talk about mindset of a business owner. Yeah. So you obviously see businesses from all walks of yeah. life across yeah. across your your groups. Sure. What, what in terms of mindset of a business owner, what does good look like? I think I, I'm really impressed with all the business leaders I've met recently because it, it was a big, big, big shock when we went into this kind of whole lockdown. And they talked about things like, okay, uh, we've got to survive through this. And initially there were big issues about cash. There were all mm-hmm. kinds of issues. The market had gone away. I've got to close my outlets, whatever it may yeah. be. And I, I think I've seen an amazing amount of resilience that people said, okay, okay, I, you know, what can I control out of this? What yeah. can I do? And coming out the other side of it, we've got some really, really great results. People who've said... Okay, uh, part of my market's gone away. I have to find another market or do something different, yeah. change my product, change my service. I need to make sure I, I cushion myself with cash, and people have done yeah. that to the point which I had a conversation this morning with somebody. I've got this cash because I've got the loans and all those kind of things. They're nice, I'm safe, I'm okay with But actually, now could I take that and actually invest and do something with it? Actually, yeah. because I, I see market opportunities, I've got my business in good shape. So I think I answering your question, there's some great resilience and, and most people in good shape. You have to feel sorry for those who are in industries where it's been tougher, but yeah. you know, whether it's hospitality or events and all those things, but even even surrounding within events. Yeah. You know, the business came a quarter of the size, but they said, okay, I've completely repositioned it. I've gone and found new markets. I can do a whole lot of online stuff. This is yeah. really new and exciting. I've brought my people with me, and I've just, I'm rebuilding my business again. I yeah. didn't necessarily want to do that. But at the end of the day, it was a positive approach that yeah. said, I can make this work, and it is working. Yeah, so. and I think the, the, re- the super positive to take from that is they've they've innovated, pivoted. Yeah. I'm, really, I'm not sure how much I like that term. <laughs> Um, but they've they've changed how they're doing business to survive today. Yeah. And if we fast forward however many weeks, months, years, when we haven't got to work in the way that we're working, and they can go back to their old ways, and yeah. I hope, I hope to God that they don't go back to completely to no, their exactly. old ways. So they do what they're doing now yeah. and the old stuff. Yeah. They're going to be so much better for it. They're Absolutely. Have bigger businesses. Uh, you made a really great point because some people who have you know they they took some people out of their business, which obviously is sad to have to do that kind of thing, but 
they actually realise they can reshape the business and actually yeah. run it now with less people. Now, although, okay, some people kind of lost a job along the way, it is about businesses being efficient and strong mm. for the future and they found a way to do that and that's that's been really good. A lot of, you know those phrases that came time and time again, it would have taken me two years to do this otherwise, but I've actually been forced to do it in 30 days or 60 yes. days. And, yeah. and how great is that? And the real great point about that is that that opportunity was always there, that latent opportunity to actually say, right, um, you know, we could reshape our business, we could do it a different way, which would be give customers better value or save cost or whatever it may be. Yeah. That was that was an opportunity and it, it was COVID ironic that made it happen. Yeah. I think what we almost remember as we go forward, there are always those opportunities all the time. We just need to be brave enough to lift our head enough out of all the day-to-day -day stuff yeah. to say, is there anything I can do that's different with the market, the, the organization, my people, yeah. uh, the costs of the business? And there it is. You yeah. can actually do that. Um, and just lots and lots of examples of people saying, my business is different now and it's yeah. better shape. And I think if, if a business owner can proactively do that without an outside influence, yeah. then they're going to have a much stronger business. Absolutely. And that goes into... The planning, the strategy, yeah. taking that step back to look at it, yeah. the peer groups, things like Visage, to yeah. say, yeah. guys, can I do something differently? Here? Absolutely, and, and and that's what we say. The kind of uh, again, the kind of naff phrase, but it's you know, I work on my business rather than in it. Yeah, and the minute you step away, you see it slightly differently, and then you really can begin to see some opportunities. Uh, yeah, whereas normally you got your head down in the um, kind of. Uh, uh, you're in the, you're in the yeah you face down in the mud and yeah. the mud and the blood and sure. whatever <laughs> that whatever that saying is okay. full of full of cliches. I don't see too much blood on the floor here, so it's not that bad. No, no, no. We haven't killed anybody today. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't killed anybody today. Do you think? Do you think that anybody can be a business leader? Um, broadly, yes. I don't necessarily say absolutely everybody. I'm sure there's some people on the extremes, but I, I guess the point being that. Everybody, you can learn to lead. I, I, you might have some element of natural talent, but you know, there's a whole set of kind of processes and skills and those things that make you a good leader. I think one of the core things you might need is is really to be able to work with people. Because if you're if you're a leader, that by definition you're leading something, you're leading a business, but the business is made up of people, and people are the most important asset. Yeah. So as long as you've got you know, it helps if you've got emotional intelligence is the thing that I would say um, to work with the people and, and bring out the best of them. Uh, yeah. That's a, that's a head start. However, uh, leaders can be trained. There's no question about it. You aren't born a leader and then that's it. Or you're not a leader. Uh, you definitely can be developed as a leader. No. Yeah, I know. I would agree with I would agree with the emotional intelligence. I know I've, I've been on a journey over however many years to be to be softer kinda. <laughs> well, yeah. I still get called black and white now but sometimes yeah okay yeah but, but I mean, the very thing you just said I mean the whole thing with the elf and, and the, the, the charity and all that kind yeah. of stuff absolutely smacks of a company that got some great culture mm. that you can be in the muck with everybody else in that kind of stuff yeah. doing this kind of stuff the fact that they want to do it and they'll get behind it and I know you've done a ton of stuff like that yeah. so that's it, it is it, the, the yeah. thing that leads businesses is culture and if, if the if the if the person at the helm actually can really get that culture right with the people yeah. then that's that's the head and it, it takes work it's I mean, yeah. you you obviously know the journey we've been on this year yeah. with culture with with the team with yeah. developing them um, yeah. but 
It's hard work being brave as well because you do do those things like you've done. You've gone out there and asked them, you know, you're doing the employee survey and ask how things are. And that's a brave thing to ask that. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. But, but you look at the results. You look at the results of that of that Q twelve, and you look at the journey from when we did that in January, and yep. the, our percentile in January for um, employee engagement. I think we were might even have been single digits. Right. It was poor. Right. But you then look at the June run. Yeah. Bear in mind we had lockdown in that as well. Yeah, and you look. At, I mean, you obviously saw the the work that went into the culture, the employee piece, yeah. and we were in the top 8% of the world. There you go. Fantastic. What an improvement. <laughs> and the next survey goes out next week. I'm hoping <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping that's well, only going one way. That's, but... It gets harder. It really gets harder yeah. once you've really raised the bar. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the way it is. But yeah. there is continual improvement because, and especially this year, so <laughs> many things around you have changed, and then it is about how you've reacted to that, yeah. and they're going to respond in the way that you've done that. Yeah. And I know, because you were very kind enough to share with me, how you communicated so well with everybody mm. when they started out. So suddenly everyone went home, oh, everyone into lockdown. What yeah. does that mean? You know, some of our clients have closed, so yeah. therefore they need the IT support, etc. But you were really communicating every week, a really good, friendly note, factual about what's going on, a bit of humour in there, wanted to be supportive, yeah. etc. And, and then that, that went on week over week. And then, yeah. of course, as things eased, you made that slightly less frequently yeah. because you didn't need to. But the way of approaching that was absolutely mm. spot on. So if, you know, if anybody came and asked your staff, how did your company look after you during what was a difficult yeah. time? You know your people are going to say, well, actually, yeah. really good, to be honest. We kept in yeah. touch, we had the notes, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that's, that's good, yeah. good well, that's, excellent practice. That's, that's why we have that, that core value of the business, or one of our core values of the business, of, of family. Yeah. And that reson- really resonates from the fact that we spend 40 hours a week in the same space as each other. <laughs> yeah. Sure. And actually, it's kind of important to get on. Yeah, it's important. To, you know, you don't have to. You don't have to be best friends. You no. don't have to be high fiving or no. hugs and kisses and any Absolutely. of that. Absolutely. But you at least need to like the people that you're working with. Yeah. yeah. And we're a team, and we all need to lean on each other from time to time. And sure. I lean on them to do their work. I do obviously pay them handsomely <laughs> as well. But handsomely. <laughs> Shall I just go ask them? Hold on, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we, we, we have to le- we have to lean on each other for the work yeah. that we do and if we don't if we don't do the if we don't look after each other yeah. then we're all gonna suffer, our clients are gonna suffer. Exactly. And he wants to be having that awkward conversation of sorry guys, um little little Johnny let us down this month because yeah. he wasn't part of the playing as part of the family and sure. we've lost this customer and we're gonna have to let some of you go. Yeah. You don't want you don't want that. Nobody wants that conversation. No, exactly right. And 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 I and I do sense it just in uh, in, in talking to your people. Um uh, that, that is and it is about it's about kind of trust and supporting each other <coughs> and they're doing mm. that, which is fantastic. So well done to you for making that happen. Thank you. So obviously next year we don't know what it's gonna bring. If we <laughs> well, yeah. Um, if you believe everything in the in the press, then um, January is a write off. But sure. you know, we don't know what we don't know. No. What do you think twenty twenty one priorities are going to look like? I guess for you and for the businesses that you have. Yeah, in I, Vistage. I, the start point is always really what's going to happen with the market, and and I I want to be upbeat about that because I mm. genuinely believe. I mean, the media will talk about recession, but. 
generally we know through the economists that there's a lot of money in the, in, in yeah. the pipeline and therefore from that perspective I think markets can be strong we know things like construction is really booming yeah. um, but I think consumer spend will be there so I think once you've got a strong market admittedly not everybody and there'll be some some sectors that yeah. won't be as good as others but there are some it's going to be a strong economy and therefore that's great because we can ride on the back of that yeah. people will still develop grow spend <coughs> invest uh, and, and therefore, business is there to be done. So yeah. I, I, it probably goes back to the mindset bit. Be positive about yeah. that, and go and ensure that you can pull what you need to do. And if the market is changing a bit yeah. because consumers want something different, or business wants something different, or technology is driving something different, you're right at the forefront of that. Yeah. Then, sure, make sure you adapt according to that. Yeah. But be positive about going and getting the business because I think the market's going to be good. Lining your lining your ducks up and yeah, you know, the conversation the conversations we've had today before we started recording about opportunity and yeah. things to do to do new stuff and that's not we didn't need lockdown to be doing that new stuff. It, it's it's stuff we want to do. Sure. Um, and whether we're in lockdown or not, it's a, it's irrelevant. Sure. And as long as everybody's identifying those opportunities and yeah. where they can grow and yeah. and yeah and listen to the customer because actually my point about the, the, the markets are changing a little bit their needs might be different now and you'll know it i mean people working from home rather than offices and all those kind of things so mm. what is it the customer needs what if what problem are you trying to solve i, I you know i'm a yeah. great fan of the uh, the keenan book um the, the um that's, that's all about gap selling that gap is between what the customer ideally really wants and where they are today yeah. and your product might fill that. Uh, yeah. Example, I guess the cyber bit, do they feel safe? Are they a bit, they're probably blind to the whole idea that they've got cyber yeah. issues, but in the back of their mind they know because they read it every now and again and yeah. they know that's a gap. If you can come along and say, <coughs> I can help you with this, then they're going to get that comfort. Mm. So listen to the customer, what is it that they need, what's going to solve yeah. the problem? And then it gets easier to sell. Yeah. So Chris's blatant plug for this podcast episode is <laughs> if you want cyber essentials for your business, come and have a talk, and we'll we'll start with that gap analysis and where you are now and where you need to there go. There you go. I led we'll take... you into that. Well, that was great. great. Then, Thanks, Roger. Blatant <laughs> plug done. Tick. Sick. Beth will be happy. Beth will come be back happy. with my commission check next. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you can have a percentage of take up. Oh, uh, right. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Results driven, Roger. Absolutely, everything's got to be results driven. Absolutely. Do you think businesses measure their results enough? I, I, I genuinely, genuinely don't believe people know their numbers enough. Uh, I, I, it's just one of those really important things that this should be so embedded in you. And, and I know sometimes it can be a lot of numbers, and that's what puts people off. But at the end of the day, uh, but even the basics, even yeah, the, even the basics, and, and and asking people, you know, uh, what's the plan for next year, etc. What's the margins happening? Is yeah. it going up, down, or whatever? Uh, and I, I get it sometimes because we're lost again in actually really running the business, making it happen. And if we don't do that, mm. it is going to perhaps potentially fall away. So <laughs> I'd rather work on making sure the business is running and the kind yeah. of numbers to a certain extent look after themselves. Yeah, yeah. but. That's 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 slightly dangerous. So I'm going to put you on the spot with my next question okay. then. Right. Okay. Because <laughs> you you now I'm nervous. Okay. Do so I know my numbers? Um, no, I wasn't going to ask you that. We we can if you want. Two hundred pounds. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I wasn't going to ask exactly. about your numbers. Um, <laughs> so going back to that old cliche, that awful cliche of working on your business, not in your business. Yeah. 
How much time do you work on yours? Uh, I don't work on it as much as I should. I'm just as guilty as everybody yeah. else. I, uh, I, I, I think I'm pretty good at the priorities and I know I can easily get deflected um, and having taken on voluntary work and those kind of things. Yeah. But I, I, I am pretty sharp on knowing what, what is it I'm really trying to get to and therefore what it is should I be spending more time on because mm. that's going to generate what I need it to. And I know how much I get pulled in different directions and yeah. we all get those distractions. Um, but I, I, uh, I'm pretty disciplined then at saying, no, I've got to do that. And for me, what that yeah. means is if, if I realise during the week I haven't spent as many hours on doing the thing I need to do, which actually is really just generating, kind of, um, make sure the Visage business is, is strong uh, yeah. and pulling leads and all those kind of things, I get up at six o'clock in the morning and I do something between six and nine. I spend three hours doing what I need to do. Six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I have to. Wow. Well, that's because, uh, but that's, um, that's me working, if you like, to a certain extent on my business. I mean, if I've done the thinking, basically, that says that's not getting done enough and I need to to do that, I, uh, I, I, I know that's my priority. Yeah, but that goes back to never underestimating the power of thinking time and and actually sure. taking that time to reflect. And when we were talking earlier and I, I was saying about the journaling thing, one of, one of the things that I've also started doing recently is, is a bit of reflection at the end of my working day and just actually right. today, have I done everything that I yeah. needed to do? Has it been yeah. a good day? Has it, has it been a bad day? How have I felt? Yeah, I think that's um, really, really important because again, it's all about distraction and getting sucked <coughs> into other things. Um, you know, everybody probably knows the one about the, the big rocks and the little rocks if you yeah. like that analogy or not but you know, you, if you don't get to do the core stuff and you fill it with all that other stuff you'll never yeah. get to do some of the core things yeah. so you have to put that to one side there's, um, there's the um, there's a book called Deep Work um, which is all about that which is right. about how you really prioritise on the core stuff and find time for yourself and you avoid the distraction I mean although mm. it's a book about deep work and and focusing really a long period of time to do the really important stuff where you can get deep and achieve an awful lot. Yeah. More of the book is actually about how you stop the distractions than actually that time spent doing the course stuff. That's why I have a door on the office. Right, um, sure. Yeah, yeah, that's... But our phones and all yeah. that kind of stuff, just uh, that whole... And, and I, I, I fall foul of it. <laughs> yeah. How many times do I don't think where I've got to go to LinkedIn to do something yeah. And then I open up LinkedIn and there's a really interesting article at the top and then I scroll down a bit and then I read that yeah. and there's somebody and I work those out and all that. And I've done that for about 10 minutes and then I come off LinkedIn and thought, what was I doing? Oh, I, no, I was going on LinkedIn to do something else. And then lose another 10 oh, minutes. Oh my gosh, yeah. I, I know yeah. better than this. So yeah, I, yeah. I fall into that trap all yeah. the time. Do you, turn, um, do you turn notifications off on your phone uh, to stop distractions? No. Don't actually. Um, I don't know, but I, not everything's notified, so you have that option, don't you? So I don't yeah. get a huge amount of notifications, um, but I, I sometimes I do on the WhatsApp thing because now that's that's been exponential I... growth in WhatsApp groups. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like in the, you know loads of WhatsApp groups. So that's one where I I, I sometimes turn that off because that's just starts yeah. pinging too much. Well, I just use the mute function quite quite liberally oh, okay. on that now. Sure. Um, yeah, okay. yeah, I can see that's what makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I'm not. Um, I I think I'm fair. I fairly disciplined in terms of saying mm. I, I'm not a, I'm not a slave to it in that yeah. kind of sense. Although when I get those statistics now on the screen that says <laughs> your screen time and how many times you picked it up and what the things you were actually on. 
it is pretty scary. Uh, yeah, and that's one device. That's just that's just your phone. Yeah, and, you know, I'm, I mean, we're surrounded. We've got my phone, my iPad, yeah. my yeah. laptop. Thankfully, I don't have an. I'll never have an Apple Watch. But no, I don't. You know, know there are people that literally have three, yeah, four sure. bits of kit. Yeah, and it's too much. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is yeah. too much, and uh, I can't remember how was it an hour to get back from a, a distraction or some. Yeah, I yeah. can't remember the exact number. Yeah, that's exactly the point about not. You can't do deep work. You can't really get into something really serious yeah. if you get those kind of distractions because you you have that kind yeah. of effect afterwards of you yeah. just you you um, you've lost your concentration. So. Yeah, yeah. But, but you probably make a good point. I probably need to do more of that, actually. So, okay, I'll put that on my list. Uh, mindful, of, mindful of time here then, Roger. Um, one of the questions... The question we asked in season one of all of the podcast guests was, right. what was the one piece of technology you couldn't live without? And we flipped that around for season two. Mm -hmm. So if you're familiar with the concept of Room 101, yeah, okay, sure. what's the one bit of technology that if you could put it in Room 101, you would? Uh, what's the bit of technology I would put in room 101? Um, oh lord, I don't know. Uh, I suppose, um, uh, well I, I, I do most of my phone, but I also have an iPad as well. I'm not quite sure why, so now I juggle with both of those yeah. and that's there. So whether, do I really need this iPad? So I don't know, I might, might chuck that away. Um, and, and I'm going to turn this on its head because the one thing I do want, and you might be able to help here, is I need a great note taker because I, I'm, I'm still a laggard. I'm still writing things on bits of paper and I iPad. know I've got to get to be more. So I see things like the remarkable, but then I realize it's, I don't know, extra hundreds of pounds and all that kind of thing. Yeah. I love the idea of really just being to write everything electronically. <clears throat> it turns it into text and I can yeah. file it neatly and then I just get less and less yeah. paper. But that's actually, that's a... So that's an interesting one, Roger. So going back i don't know how many years i've had an ipad now and this is coming from a guy anybody that's known me for a long time will know that for a long time i was really anti-apple and oh, i didn't okay. i didn't like the whole <laughs> okay. no, i still have i still have my moments i mean there are people that queue outside the shop for two three days to queue for the latest bit of kit and it's like really get a life yeah. Yeah. um but for a long time i would go to do customer meetings and i'd take a pad and a pen and I'd then come back to the office and I'd write up, type up all those handwritten notes, yeah. which was grossly ineffective. Absolutely. Yeah, sure. And then I think as iPads became more mainstream, more acceptable in the business world, like I guess when we look at look around the table at a Vistage meeting now, yeah. who hasn't got the iPad? Sure. There's, sure. You know, we nearly yeah. all have. Yeah. So what I'm doing now is I'm using my note, my iPad in those meetings, and whether I'm handwriting on the screen. Or whether I'm using the keyboarders, or and the one thing, as much as I say I'm, I haven't been the world's biggest fan of Apple, dictation. Just the ability. I mean, I learned to type at school. I can type at hundred words a minute. Right. I can speak a hell of a lot faster. <laughs> sure, sure. No, I mean it's interesting you say about the dictation because I think again I'm in danger of being laggard because I, I remember using it before and found it really wasn't accurate enough. Yeah. And therefore this isn't right. Whereas yeah. actually now. Because you do do it, don't you? If you slip on Siri and actually say whatever, it all comes up there. Yeah. And it's, it's accurate, yeah. uh, generally. Yeah, yeah. Alexa's not like that. She's hopeless. She, she, she's a better man. It's my accent. I don't know. But she's, uh, <laughs> she's, she's got a screw loose somewhere. Anyway, but, uh, but uh, so, no, I think that's a good idea. And I, I think dictation would be a great idea. Yeah. But especially, again, because you can do it kind of in a car, which I see well, you're that's, driving along. That's with, so. in the first, in lockdown one. 
lockdown lockdown alpha um it was in april time sun was beating down and i'd got my little boy uh, and i was sat in the quarry in shrewsbury he's there playing because there's a bit of sand so he's happily digging away i'm there with my mobile phone yeah i'm making my customer calls I'm then finishing my call, I'm then flipping into my CRM and I'm dictating my notes from the yeah, call perfect. straight into the CRM yeah. and literally did a morning's work, a calling around clients yeah. and the only thing I took was my iPhone. Yeah, that's fantastic when you um, can do that, isn't it? Yeah, how yeah. efficient that is. Yeah. To... So Roger, I'm really grateful for you um, coming and recording an episode on the podcast for us. For the listeners that want to know more about developing their businesses, want to learn about Vistage, um, want to have a more in-depth conversation about leadership, mindset, things we can do better. How can we find out more? Well, certainly find out more about Vistage by simply going to vistage.co.uk. It's a great website and on there are You'll find me, you can key me in as a, as yeah. a search and it'll come up with my OG mush and then tell you all <laughs> about my history and all those kind of things. And it's got my contact details on there. So you just okay. have to go to the Vistage website and find Roger So Moore. vistage.co.uk and search for Roger Moore. Yeah, there you go. Brilliant. Thank you for joining us. And to everybody listening, thank you for listening. If you haven't subscribed yet, click the button because then you'll get told about all the new episodes. And I won't get into trouble for not forgetting to say it. So, Roger, thank you again. Thank really you enjoyed much. it. Thank you very much. Thank Thanks, you. Chris.